Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hackett Chat, the Eon Mahimni episode of Hackett Chat. That's 28. This is the NBA's first podcast with a man whose sole coaching strategy is to piss off 16-year-olds. That's me. I'm Chuck P. And with me is the only thing that's 5,000 times better than a candle in the wind. It's 5,000 dandles in the wind. Dan, what are we going to do? Oh, we are here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have the Sultan of our set. It's Gyro. It's nice to be here. We're glad you showed up. We're, we we changed things a little bit. A little, little change. Hope you're not confused. We have some uh, NBA players with us. We have Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, and uh, we had to make do with Mike Dunleavy because uh, now he's on the Hawks. Yeah, he's New Jersey. New Jersey for uh, good old Mike Dunleavy there. That's actually one of the alternates for the Atlanta Hawks. They just have a Cavs jersey and they put they duct tape duct tape over it. And then just write Hawks. Each player has to write it themselves. They really want to be the Cavs. Yeah, apparently they do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. That would uh, happen a lot growing up playing in AAU tournaments. If a team had a player who would just show up late, they would just give them a jersey that they already had. They were just like, hey, we've we've got an extra number one jersey. So they take like a permanent marker and just like an, a zero next to it. It's <laughs> like number one. So it happened a decent amount. I think the NBA can handle a new jersey for Dunleavy, but just in case, I'm sure he played in many of AAU tournaments where he had to write in a jersey number. Oh, absolutely. Himself. Yeah. We, we've had to make do with some of our jerseys in our league. Speaking of, I know I mentioned um, my coaching strategy being to make 16-year-olds upset. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but it works. Totally. Really well. Uh, the Cider Ridge Ridgebacks, my Dover and I's team, um, we're 5-0 and now. 5-0. and Wow. We, the last two games have gone into overtime, and we came back from a 17-point deficit in the one before that. Jeez. We're a crunch time team. Had, had the comeback from Alex Peterson, last year's MVP, went out. He had, he had a finger injury. He had shin splints. And uh, he came to the game. He's like, Coach, I don't know if I can play. And I was like, Alex, I think you got this. And he's like, no. So he literally didn't play the first 37 minutes of the game. We got really close to the end, and he just got that itch. He's like, all right, I got to play. I got to go. This is it. I'm playing. And he came in, and Alex is excellent at most things. He's a great ball handler. He's very good at – he's great hands on defense. Um, and he, he can get up a shot at any point in time he wants. Yeah. He cannot shoot free throws. That's a problem. Yeah. And literally the first thing that happened when he got in the game was he was fouled and had to shoot free throws. And he may or may not have airballed a free throw in this game. Hey, hey, uh, you should input or you should give him the uh, the underhand free throw technique. Actually, one of my one of my uh, forwards, Bryce Efaw, he actually he went like one for eight for three throws as well. So both of them throughout this week are going to practice the granny, the yep. Chinana Unukwo. Yeah, that's how you pronounce that guy's name, right? The the Rick Barry. I guess oh. we should we, we should re- okay. really call it. I guess whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah the Rick Barry free throw, the granny shot. They're both going to practice that. Hopefully, we'll get a comeback for those guys on the free throw percentage. Yeah. See how it goes. But we're 5-0. and We've beat every team in the league so far. We're going back to face our, our rivals, Trinity, next week. 
Um, and I, they, they, they were in the gym last week, and they had a lot more players than they did the first time we played them. So we'll see how that goes. They did some recruiting. So they did. question, yeah? have the Brooklyn Nets reached out to you after hearing about your successes in your basketball league because they need anybody that anybody can coach basketball for oh, that franchise? Um, it, I, it actually went straight to my spam folder. I figured. Yeah, smart move. Great to the spam. Smart move. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a first round pick this year. You don't have, right. you know, you don't want for a couple years. Yeah. Makes sense. You'd pass that one up. Well, and Prokhorov is kicking the, uh, the New York Islanders out of. They've been in Barclays for like, this is their second season, and they're yeah. kicking them out. They're just like, they're yeah, out. I think See you're you. done. We've it's a real got problem. enough of you. Anyways, that's so. enough hockey talk for now, I think, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, yeah. How about we, uh, I know we both have hockey gear on right now, (laughs) but you know, we're not here to talk hockey. We're here to talk ball. Are you ready to talk ball, Dan? Let's talk some ball. And here we go. Thank you, Heath Ledger. Uh, the, the 76ers are playing not terrible basketball. It's really exciting. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. I, I I love Joel Embiid. I I can't get enough of this guy. I, he might be one of my favorite players. I think we've talked about this as we've started this season. If he just stays healthy, the only thing is that we are constantly fingers crossed that Joel stays healthy because there's like there's an excitement in Philadelphia with this right. team, and it's not just him. Like Dario is he's starting to hit that like mid season. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little tired. This is a little longer season than what I'm accustomed to playing. But he has the tools to be mm-hmm. a Danilo Gallinari tape. I hate to do the you're tall and you're white and you shoot it, so you're going to be <laughs> also that guy. But their games are so similar that it makes sense. He, he just has something to his game. Uh, but Joel, man, he is just so gifted mm-hmm. and, and really takes it seriously. He's not the, the young player who is – you know, I'm here to make some money. Maybe we win some, and we don't. I really don't care. Just as long as we, just as long as I get paid, and I'm like a celebrity, that's cool with me. He wants to win. Oh he yeah. He wants to bring this franchise back to some of the glory that it's reached in the past, you know, like in the '80s with Dr. J. Like he wants to be a part of that. He mm-hmm. wants to be the one that does it. And they're playing ball like that now. It's awesome. It's really fun and exciting to watch as we've gone from in the tubes. Mm-hmm. to slowly kind of working our way out. It's like, hey, we have young guys that can play. And then mm-hmm. Bill, uh, Ben Simmons hasn't even played a minute yet. Hasn't even been on. But I'll tell you what Ben Simmons has gotten is this amazing meme, the raise the cat. Yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. At one point after a win, he just like took a picture on Instagram with his cat in the air. And yes. not only did it get to like other fans, they did it in the arena where they had the cat up. Hey, raise the cat, man. Was, was that a cat? What was, it was that? A, it's, a, it's a rooster. It's, it's a close uh, it was, It's close. Hey, you know, Chinese New Year, it's the year of the rooster this year. Big I'm day. a rooster. Did you know that? I didn't. I learned something so is, now. So is Jeremy. We're roosters. Whoa. Okay. Anyways, basketball. basketball. Um, it's so weird to have also seen um, Jaleel Okafor being almost a 20-point-a-game guy last year, and yeah. now he's like, 10th on the team in minutes. He's getting just over 11 points per game. Like, Julie Logafor just disappeared, yet they're a lot better than they have been, which might say something to Julie Logafor. It also might say something that now that he's getting a lot less minutes, they're in the top half of the league defensively. 
Right. But, uh, you know, that's uh, for another discussion, maybe. 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 Maybe, maybe he should look at his defense. Uh, anyways, just well, saying. I think, well, I think the, the hope now, <laughs> here, here's what the issue is. Um, you have Joel, who's like still learning how to play defense. Like he, I mean, he's, he's really right. hyper talented, but he's still learning rotations. He's still learning where he needs to be. He's still learning, you know, what to do in one-on-one situations, what to do when he's in a screen and roll situation. He's still learning all of these things. Mm-hmm. I think once he really figures that out, you can put Joel with Okafor on the floor together. Nice. <laughs> But as of right now, he, he's still not fully there understanding NBA defensive concepts. Mm-hmm. So you can't really hide Okafor on that end of the court with Embiid. Right. I mean, he, he still has the ability to score. Like, I don't, I don't want to lose that with Okafor. Like, right. again, the defense is an issue. And it makes sense that he's not playing as much because you put Dario at that four spot and now you're stretching all over the floor. And he can defend threes and fours on ball screens. And he can kind of switch onto some of the smaller guys as well. But at some uh, point, they've got to turn that talent into wing talent. Like, yeah, they have absolutely. talent down low. I mean, Gerald Henderson can't be your only guy on the wing that can do anything. Well, I think there's a lot of teams in the league that need to turn what they have with bigs and other guys into some wing talent because it's kind of a shortage of wing talent in the NBA yeah, as a that's whole. True. But I think what they're they're kind of holding out for is I mean right now I mean I like I like TJ McConnell but he can't be your starting point guard but here's the thing though and 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 LeBron GM LeBron will and we'll talk more about this later but even he has noticed that against second units TJ McConnell might can do something real quick right and I think I've had a discussion this week with a buddy of mine talking about this team and you know talking about the Houston Rockets, like why is Harden being able to do what he, he can do? Well, you've got a guy like Patrick Beverly who doesn't really need the ball in his hands, doesn't care to have it ever, mm-hmm. and just defends and knocks down some open shots. When you get Ben Simmons back, he's going to be your primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in kind of that point forward role for them. So TJ McConnell becomes, well, what do you, what do you need? You just right. defend the other team's point guard, knock down some open shots, and that's kind of your role. So you know, Patrick Beverly type, is going to be a really good fit for this team. Mm-hmm. And TJ McConnell could be that guy, but he just can't be like the guy. Like you right. just need, oh, yeah. you need some other guys. Mm-hmm. Again, it's why, again, it's why they're not like, you know, top eight in the East right now, but they're, they've definitely improved over mm-hmm. the last year, which is no question. Absolutely. Uh, a team that we've been keeping our eye on because they've started to go the other way. We really like the Milwaukee Bucks, have a lot of yeah. young talent, a lot of great players there. They've lost eight of the last nine. Like they've hit a slump. Their shooting has gone down collectively. Uh, Their defense, their defense is like a a bottom third defense right now. And you've got just a whole mess of arms down there. You'd think they could do a little something better than that. I don't know if this is a, you know, kind of the young guys hitting the January, February midseason crush. I don't know if. Maybe teams are starting to figure out the Bucks. I don't know how you could figure anything out with Giannis because the man can do literally everything. Um, so I, I'm not totally sure what's going on. They're just they're in a slump. They're in a slump. And what are you going to do? It happens. I mean, shoot, we're seeing another team in the league that we're going to be talking about here in a second. Mm-hmm. Also in a slump. It just happens. You know, right. 
you get caught on a, a back-to-back, you get caught on four games and five nights, like you get caught mm-hmm. on road trips. And it's just, I mean, teams are too good in the league. They don't really care who you are. Like they're going to come at you every mm-hmm. night, especially if they're rested. You get caught. Um, the thing, the, the, the book is a little, it could be a little out with your two main scores with Jabari and Giannis. Right. They, they're, they're, their ability to stretch the floor shooting is not their strong suit. Right. So you see a lot of teams when they're in a pick and roll situation going underneath the screen and basically forcing their two top scores to knock down jumpers. Mm-hmm. And that's a recipe for disaster for the Bucks. They need to be able to slash and attack and kick. Well, if you're keeping them out of the paint, then your ability to score is in- just diminished fully because right. their their game is all attack, all get to the rim. And occasionally hit the jumper. When you miss, when you're missing a guy like Chris Middleton, like that's huge. That's gonna mm-hmm. happen. So, um, and it's not like they're playing slouches. Yeah. I mean, they've no. gone against the Rockets twice, the right. Hawks, I think twice, the Raptors, the Celtics, but they did lose to the 76ers twice. And yeah. you, and you gotta beat the in, teams that you should beat. That was in um, Philadelphia, correct? Uh, they were both at home, actually. They were both at home. I they was were both say, at home. That would make more sense because the Philadelphia, you know, the Philadelphia crowd kind of has like a dude. College Wells Fargo. So uh, they Good definitely man. have like a little college feel to it. It's like I understand, mm-hmm. but yeah, they've uh, yeah, you've got young guys. I think they're gonna be okay. Yeah, it, all right. It, it's sometimes it's it's easier to justify it. Easier to be like, oh, if somebody gone out they don't really have any injuries i mean other than the chris middleton one that they've had the whole season they've had that yeah but you know it that's just you know you got to keep your eye on it see what's going on in milwaukee hopefully they'll pull it around uh a team that i thought oh injuries they're gonna go down south completely wrong i'm owning this one uh ever since i was like you know the heat are probably gonna not do well because richardson's out and winslow's out and they got guys missing time all over the place Still haven't seen Chris Bosh yet. All this stuff. Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson's missed time. Tyler Johnson missed time. McBob can't get up. They won eight games in a row. What is happening? The Miami Heat won eight games in a row. Like, you know what it is. It's. It, I know who it is. You know who it is. It's Dion Waiters. It's Dion <laughs> Waiters. And you know it doesn't what? make I, any sense. We did this preseason, and we predict we predicted kind of what to look for throughout the season. And I had said about twenty six games in, so I'm a little further out. So we're, we're at the halfway point almost. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had said twenty six games in. Dion Waiters is going to want to like it's just going to make Pat Riley quit the job. Like he's <laughs> just going to be like, I'm out. I've had enough of this. I can't believe I brought this guy into the fold. Right. Gamers, like I'm done. Um, and now that they're winning, he like Riley was kind of setting up this thing. Where it's like, hey, we could have a good draft pick. This, right. this is loaded, exactly. and now they're winning. So, <laughs> so Dion is doing what I said that he could possibly do for this team. Where it's like, dude, it's just the opposite. Like he he's ruins everything. Better. He's doing better, so it's ruining the Heat chances to get a better draft pick, as opposed to just being so bad that Riley's like, all right, enough. I've had right. enough. Well, so, and. He- and you have like him and Wayne Ellington and James Johnson are guys that are like essentially fighting for a contract next year. Like right. we don't know if we're going to be on a roster at the end of this year. And that's what those guys are fighting for um, is just straight up roster spots. Now, um, it, I, I don't know how this can be sustained. 
I don't know how they're going to keep this going. They've got like six guys on their IR at this point. Yeah. I just Tyler Johnson's back though. He's been playing very well the last couple weeks. He's been playing very well. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. But let's see who have they beaten. They beat Detroit. They beat the Hornets. They beat Brooklyn, of course. They that's oh right. they the one that was like it was Milwaukee the Bucks. They beat the Warriors. You know how they beat the Warriors? Dion Waiters hit a buzzer beater three. <laughs> that was horrible. That's how they beat them. <laughs> Over Clay Thompson from like four feet out, just straight up from the hold key. It, hold it from so deep. Oh my gosh, it was, and he that 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 uh the arms crossed the pose. I'm gonna yeah. yank out all of the cords I have. That, that's just iconic now. As it should be. It's um, I don't know what we're going to do with the end waiters. I don't know what Pat Riley's going to do with the end waiters. No. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of a team that didn't know to, what to do with Dion Waiters. Yeah, seriously. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, ah, I lost my headphones. Hold on. Technical difficulties. Everyone's dying. Hey, Tristan. All right. Good news. Tristan Thompson stayed on the wall. So that's, that's good. good. He's been falling off for a little while. But, uh, hey, why don't we talk about – go ahead talk about the Cavaliers, Dan. I'll figure this out. Yeah, you figure this out. Um, so the Cavs causing some problems for themselves. Uh, have not been playing well over the last couple weeks. Uh, went on their little their West Coast road trip. Did not play well on the West Coast road trip. Came back home trying to get some home cooking. Didn't play well when they came home. Uh, LeBron is going to David Griffin and uh, Dan Gilbert and saying, hey, you're not spending enough money when in actuality they have the highest payroll in the NBA. And I don't know if you saw this. There's a report that came out, and I saw it on the score, that apparently the Cleveland Cavaliers organization ran at like a $40 million loss in oh, yeah. revenue last year. And That's people okay, are, because, because Dan Gilbert is doing just fine because, oh, yeah. because uh, sports franchises are subchapter S corporations, meaning mm -hmm. you can operate at a loss and yet still get taxed at the exact same rate and make a ton of money. So we're, he's doing just fine for right. himself. Well, but, it's just saying, yeah. like, it, it's it's weird to think, oh, he's not spending enough money. I was like, clearly they spent some money. Oh, they totally <laughs> spent money. But here, and this is this is thing is Tristan it, Thompson knows how much money they spent. Exactly. I mean, that's one that's pretty well justified. But you're you you went out and you paid Chris Anderson. You went out and paid. J.R. Smith a ton of money. You paid him. Iman Shumpert a bunch of money. You paid. You're continuing to pay James Jones. Um, you're just paying these group of guys, and, and then LeBron's saying, "Hey, I need more playmakers." Like, well, you're kind of the one that needs to be the playmaker. I understand you're in your 30s and you're kind of needing the rest and not play near 40 minutes a night like he's doing right now. Uh, like you and Kyrie are kind of those guys, but this is what you get when you're spending the money where you're saying, "Hey." I need you to spend the money on my guys. Um, now, I think this is par for the course for LeBron, though. Right. Because let's take a look back since he's come to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Around the midseason mark, there has been some sort of event that has taken place that the Cavs needed a new head know, some coach. Kind of, some kind of drama, some kind of something. They needed something. So, the yeah, the Cavs, par for the course. LeBron, my theory is he just wants the midseason drama like he yeah. always does. So he's going to put something out there that's going to get everybody in a tussle. He's going. He's done it since he's, he's been back. You know, he went on a two-week vacation, wasn't happy with Blatt. Blatt gets fired last year, lose now the coach. This yeah. year, I don't have enough playmakers. I'm mad. You know what? This is just par for the course with LeBron. Now, they did do the workout with Kirk Heinrich, Jordan yep. Farmar, uh, Lance Stevenson, 
Yes. And one other guy. Um, who was it? Who was Mario it? Chalmers? Was Mario Chalmers. Thank you. Yeah. Of those four guys, who do you want to see on the Lance Stevenson? Covers? Thank he you. Even, yeah, of he course. didn't even finish the question. I knew when you brought it up. Lance Stevenson, no questions asked. Because, the ear blow. The ear blow. Uh, the ear blow. My buddy Mike Johnson calls it wild horse mode with Lance Stevenson. <laughs> because you just get him running in open fields, and there is no knowing what that man is going to do. Uh, and it's like, it's so majestic and beautiful at times. Mm-hmm. But, but at other times, like, wait, we just need to corral this horse and let's just put a saddle on it. Let's take a ride. Like, you just, you, it's just wild horse mode. I want Lance Stevenson on the Cavalier so badly. Realistically, I really want Mario Chalmers to be on there yeah. just because I think that there could be another incident where LeBron screams in his face. Oh, yeah. And screaming LeBron in Mario Chalmers' face, especially in the playoffs, that'd be fun. But, like, he also brings you know, championship experience, right. literally four finals, two rings. Yes. Like a, the guy's no slouch. Not at all. He knows what no, he's doing. I think I just, the Lance Stevenson, because he talks playmaking. I mean, Lance is erratic, but he can make plays. Uh, so, absolutely. It, you yeah. need a guy to go to get bucket. Uh, that, those were words. You need a yeah. guy to go get a bucket. Lance Stevenson could be that guy. He did it for the Grizzlies last year. Let's put him in the role. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Another team that's just seeming to go crazy is the the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they've been up and down, erratic all year, and then the last month or so, or a few weeks at least, all down. Just a lot of drama. You had uh, you had Rashawn Rondo saying, "Oh man, my veterans would never go to the media," uh, but that message was shared on social media, which made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think. Uh, also, small dig. I don't know if you noticed this. If you saw the picture that uh, Rajon Rondo posted, he's like, my veterans would never go to the media. And he was like talking about how Butler and, and Wade were complaining uh, in, pre- in post-game pressers. Um, he posted this like paragraph of stuff. It's like, this would never happen with Garnett and Pierce, but not Ray Allen. Small dig at Ray Allen, maybe? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And he did leave and go play for the Heat, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Possible, possible dig at Ray Allen there. Possible double dig. Possible double dig. But um, I think that the Bulls have gotten themselves into a lot of trouble because they don't have the ability. Well, they do, but they shouldn't be able to use the ability to have Fred Hoidberg be the scapegoat anymore. They put him down for like a five-year, twenty-five million. He's a year and a half into that. If they fire him, they got to eat a. T- of that contract while I'm pretty sure they're still playing Tom still paying Tom Thibodeau could be wrong but that's a lot of money for two coaches that you've fired for just drama like well, not, not even that but um, um, a ownership structure that wants to do everything very smart on the bottom line so almost just say with Gar Foreman hey let's just stick it out and be bad so we don't have to pay him and another guy to be our coach mm-hmm I wouldn't be surprised if that's something the Bulls stick around and, and do. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade coming out, doing the things they did, then getting the the bench to start the next game, then the Rajon Rondo doing the same thing. It's just it's a bad situation um, with a bunch of guys that aren't that talented. Um, Nikola Mirotic and Doug McDermott, 
like both of them, but just not fitting into the Hoiberg system like they were hoping they would. Well, and uh, Bobby Portis not progressing the way he should no, be, I think no. is a lot more to say about the coaching than it is for Bobby Portis. I really liked him coming out of that draft. And in, in, you know, you saw it in the summer league, I remember that year, we're like, Bobby Portis might be the best guy. And, you know, the jury's still out. But, like, the guy was great, but we haven't seen anything from him as far as progression goes on the floor. And it's, that sucks. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, that's, like, those three, Portis, Miritich, and McDermott, Mm -hmm. they basically moved on from Noah, Gasol, Rose to have those guys have more prominent roles, and they have not progressed. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest issue with this team is, hey, you have these three guys who are first-round draft picks, even though it's a little later in the first round, still first-round draft picks. Like, So the Bulls are thinking, hey, we hit on Gibson late in the first round. We've got this – you know, we hit on Butler late in the first round. We can just go ahead and hit on anybody in the first round. And those last three have not paid off. And they Mm. had had to trade a lot of picks to get McDermott. Right. Um, So the last three have not paid off like the first – Two did for them, mm-hmm. and you're seeing what happens when you do, when you miss, even if you're late in the first round. Right. Hopefully that starts to clear up. Hopefully we start to see Bobby Portis get a little bit better, and maybe yeah. he can make it into our next segment. Uh, a lot of the biggest players, biggest teams get talked about on Hack a Chat all the time, but yeah. we want to make sure some of the younger guys can get into the talked about on Hack a Chat club. But you know, if you want to get in the club, we got to check your ID. These guys are young. We got to make sure everything's copacetic. So, how about you say we check some IDs? Hey, can I check your ID? Can I check your ID? Can I check, can I check your ID? First guy I'm checking is a second round pick. He was 36 overall. Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon? the wing for Brogdon. Brogdon. For <laughs> he's a the a wing for the Bucks, and the Milwaukee Bucks needed somebody in that spot. They lost Chris Middleton, which everyone would thought would be heartbreaking for them. And he's come in, he's playing like almost 30 minutes a game now, getting about 10 minute, or t- uh, ten points a game. Look, he's not amazing, but he's filling the space well, especially for somebody, a guy who came into a position where he shouldn't have succeeded. He shouldn't have been this good. He's a second round pick, you know? He, he, players aren't supposed to be that good. He's playing in the Rising Stars Challenge. He's doing really, really well. Also, he put Nerlens Noel on a poster. If sure you did. haven't seen that dunk, it was amazing. And the guy's playing decent defense, and he's he's filling the spot well. He's making sure that the Bucks aren't losing because Chris Middleton went out. They could be doing better, but he's plugging the hole. And I like I like to give it to the to the guys who are just doing their job. Not everybody's going to be an all-star. Not everybody's going to be the greatest player you've ever seen. Some some guys got to be role players. Malcolm Brogdon has stepped up already as a second-round pick. Love him. That's a, that's a good one. That's a nice deep cut. I went deep Thanks. cut last time with Davis mm-hmm. Bertans. I'm going to go a little more mainstream, even though he hasn't performed like we were hoping, mm-hmm. uh, or at least I was hoping. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. Um, I had picked him as my preseason rookie of the year, forgetting that Joel Embiid was an option. Uh, <laughs> But he's he's not performed up to that task. Um, mm-hmm. Now he has had a nice he's had a couple nights here and there where it's like oh that's why they he, he was drafted in the top five mm-hmm. um, against the Magic on the twenty seventh. So a couple days ago had a twenty point six for thirteen performance went two of five from three had eight boards. Um, mm-hmm. He's a guy that has a look like Dwayne Wade that kind of has a game kind of like him. Unfortunately, we're in an era 
where if you can't shoot the three, it's really tough for me to put you on the floor. I think had Jalen Brown been entering the league 10 years ago, he is really adjusting well to the style of play. Now that it's a spread it, shoot threes, not necessarily his game, but he does get those little wrinkles in there where he has a nice little game. So mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Jalen Brown, 20.8 board performance against the Magic, your team, the Magic, your favorite group, um, <laughs> playing well. So shout out to uh, Jalen Brown. Hey, can I check your ID? Even though you can't actually get into the club yet, I'm you know going to come on in on the side. You're good enough. Come on in. That's right. Um, I, the other day on Reddit, I posted a question, which was just uh, what player has had the most impact of this draft? Like not rookies, because, you know, the two guys that people would point out were Joel Embiid and Sarich were like the first two, like a bunch of people were going to. And I was like, well, not them because it wasn't this draft. And so right. uh, I put that question out and uh, a lot of people put um, Malcolm. Some people were saying Buddy. Uh, I had some people saying Sabonis, like low key, Demonda Sabonis is doing pretty yeah. well, you know, in the situation. And one one guy put Jalen Brown is the greatest player ever, and everyone just downvoted it to heck. It's like, no, stop it, get out of here. We yeah. see that there's a Celtics symbol next to your name. Get out of here. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> he isn't he isn't done quite what we wanted yet. Not yet. But he's got some time. He's time. got some time. And he's yeah. showing the flashes. That's what you need to do, especially in this first year. Um, earlier when we were doing our rundown, we were talking about, uh, some guys who may or may not have received some snubs in the all-star selection. Hmm. Uh, don't want to talk about that then, but I think we should talk about it now. So I think, uh, we'll keep talking. That was keep talking from kid runner. You can check them out on iTunes, Spotify, kid runner. They're spectacular. Let's keep talking about the All-Star game. I know yeah. we're going to kick off this. This is going to be a bit of All-Star talk for us. Um, I wanted to talk about how I, I don't think that Joel Embiid was a snub. Interesting. That is a hot take. Um, Joel Embiid has only played like a little over a third. or I'm sorry, a little over half of his team's games. He's on a minute restriction. You know, he's a young kid. Paul Millsap is keeping the Hawks afloat. I have no issues, no problems yeah. there. Just wanted to say that. Dan, you have this look on your face like you really want to say something. And I'm going to let you just go ahead and talk about it. Well, you know what? The fact we talk about like, hey, get out there and vote. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Get, get the votes out there for guys. Uh-huh. You know, let's be smart about it. Let's not pick Zaza Pachulia, which is, hey, that happened, even though he's not an all-star. Thank goodness for the new rules and regulations on that. But... Mm-hmm. I still think with this process, we get it really wrong. And we have one circumstance where it was really wrong with Russell Westbrook not being an all-star starter. Nope. I cannot, for the life of me, understand how someone who is doing something that has only been done one other time in NBA history not be a starter in the game for the stars of stars. Absolutely. Um, I understand Curry is the reigning MVP. Mm-hmm. I understand they were in the championship last year. Yep. I understand they won 73 games last year. He's got a lot of the kid vote, too. He has a lot of the kid vote, the even though thing. his shoes are dad shoes. Um, you know, yeah. he's got some new ones, though. They're a lot better. But <laughs> the kids do love him. 
Um, but I just it, it baffles me that there wasn't like the NBA was like, all right, we understand that the kids voted for him and like some people voted for him in California's big state and a lot of votes went his way and they're still the best team in the league right now as far as record goes. But but Russell Westbrook is single handedly keeping the the Oklahoma City Thunder afloat right. so that we don't have to you know intervene and say hey we should do what we did with the Cavs a couple years ago and just hand over draft picks to them mm-hmm. um think about history when a player of Kevin Durant's you know level leaves a franchise it dive bombs the franchise for at least five years right I and mean, we can go to most recent history where LeBron leaves Cleveland oh, of course. gamers it's over they have to just completely retool everything. When Carmelo uh, left uh, the Nuggets, they were a Western Conference championship team, and now they're a bunch of guys. Exactly. Michael Jordan leaves the Bulls when he leaves the Bulls in the '90s. They dive bomb, crash. Absolutely. You know, it's it's just like you you have a, you need five years to rebuild a franchise once a player of that caliber leaves. Now the Thunder did have somebody also in that upper echelon in the franchise already, but when you lose, I don't know the exact number. I believe it was in the high '60s of percentage points, rebounds, all of those things that go into a franchise. When you lose that, mm-hmm. you think, oh gosh, this is over there, headed straight for the lottery. But the Thunder are staying afloat at 28 and 20. They're still a viable team in the West. Now you just lost Ennis Cantor. Oh but, gosh. But I think that's only going to justify what I'm saying even more. But he is Russell Westbrook is going to single-handedly keep this franchise afloat. And the fact that he is not an all-star starter and that the fans picked Curry over him is a joke to me. Mm-hmm. It's a joke that this is even what's happening, and it's a joke that this guy who's having a worse season for a better team isn't on pace for where they were a year ago as a team. Having a worse season and a worse season as a team is ahead of the best season we're seeing maybe in the history of the league. And, and not even the best player on his team. Exactly. You know, Steph Curry is not even the best player on his team. No. Um, the the fans and uh, the fans put him first, but the coaches and or I'm sorry, the media and the players put him third. Um, yeah. The media and the players they put they put Westbrook first, but the tiebreaker between those two was the fan vote. Yeah, and he went to Curry, and the fans got it wrong. And I am a fan, and I. Got it wrong because I didn't vote enough or didn't get more people to vote for maybe the best season we're seeing in NBA history. It hurt me, but I didn't even vote for him. Like, I voted for Westbrook and Harden because I know they deserved it more. Exactly. Now, the plus side of this, there is there is a positive note to this. We, we are get going, Westbrook FU mode. We get Russell Westbrook middle fingers up at everybody for the rest of the year. We get Marcus Hall mode. I mean, and if you're the, not an Ohio State fan, you don't understand Marcus Hall mode, but that's double middle fingers. The chip was big. Uh-huh. Now it's like just a boulder there on his shoulder for the it's rest like, of the season. It's like a bag of chips. It's like Doritos. Yeah. Just yeah. sitting there. Lays. Lays chips. They're delicious. <laughs> just trying to get plugs. <laughs> um, Stinking yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. The best. Um, uh, but yeah, so Russell Westbrook, really disappointing, but the silver lining is we get to see. Fu mode. I guess I call it Anton Sugar mode, and you can look that up if you want to. It's a No Country for Old Men reference, uh, where he just walks and he always is killing people no matter what. So yeah, that we'll see the Anton Sugar mode of Russell Westbrook for the rest of the season. So we at least get that. Okay, dumbest NBA injury. Is it Ennis Cantor while being probably the sixth man of the year on yes. a team that needed him? 
breaking his arm because he punched a chair. Right. Is it Charles Barkley being at uh, what concert? He was at a concert. Um, shoot, I don't remember what it was, but he had suntan oil and he rubbed it in his eyes and he burnt his corneas and he had to miss the opener. Oh, there was, I can't remember what concert it was. Oh, uh, somebody, it was like Rod Stewart or something. It wasn't Rod Stewart. I'm making that yeah. a Barry Manilow concert. I don't know. Um, or is it Andrew Bynum missing an entire season because he hurt his opposite knee while bowling? I'm going to go <laughs> Bynum. Did, did you find Bynum. the concert? Eric Clapton. It was an Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. It was an old white guy. <laughs> Barry, that was horrible to comp- confuse those two with Eric Clapton. My bad. My apologies, Eric Clapton. I don't know why I'm pointing up like he's right above he actually, me. He's actually really close to you. He has a house in Hilliard. <laughs> oh, he actually does. Like does. literally across the street from my neighborhood. Yeah, not um, too far from you. Sorry, Eric. Um, no. But yeah, um, <laughs> I just like I saw that injury. I was like, man, we've had some dumb ones. We have had some dumb ones. We've had some real dumb ones. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of took over our, our keep talking segment here with a, uh, a Russell Westbrook rant. That's all uh, right. Do you have any, any all-star snubs that you wanted to get to in a keep talking mode? Um, I think DeAndre Jordan was put into the game because they needed a clipper. I think, yeah. honestly, the coaches should have just put Chris Paul in and then gotten a replacement. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and it should have been Gobert. Yeah. Not not deandre jordan completely agree um but that's just one man's opinion oh that's eric clapton he's calling us now he knows he's like, how dare you call me barry menelo my bad sorry <laughs> but that was that was bad um didn't rondo fall in the tub once i think I'm rondo sure. like fell in the tub i don't know that why that's coming to me that wouldn't surprise me <laughs> that sounds right i think well, uh, we're talking about All-Stars. Something that we did last year, which was a lot of fun, was we had a draft we did. Uh, about the All-Star team. And uh, we take all of their points, rebounds, and assists, mark them all up, total them, uh, and we pick individual players from the, the two teams. So we make our own teams. We take those points, rebounds, assists, total up everyone for each one we've picked. Uh, whoever has the most points wins. I think that's pretty simple. Um, We did this. This was one of the first things we ever did when we were sitting at our very first business meeting talking about what equipment we need, what are we going to call stuff, what do you want on your wings at Roosters, and then we did this all-star draft. And we're going to do it again. Um, So we're going to go back and forth picking. So whoever gets, it'll be the first pick, second pick, and we'll just go back and forth between the two teams um, to figure out... who will get the first pick. We're going to play one of our games. We're going to play the nickname game. Yes. Whoever can get it first will uh, will be the winner um, and get, get that first pick. Uh, Dan, first, what is your team name? Good question. I have decided to name my team the Spruce Leaves. <laughs> uh, the Spruce Leaves <laughs> is my team name. And um, on our official document, <laughs> there is a picture of Bruce Lee. No, there that isn't. He couldn't get the picture to work. That, <laughs> that, that, that represents my team. So my team mascot is Bruce Lee, and I am the Spruce Leaves. <laughs> oh boy, it's okay. Charlie's my, is not very good. I don't. I don't even remember my team name. 
You were two years away from being yeah, two years away. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm two years away from being two years that's away. That's how bad it is, You remember folks. Bruno Caboclo? Yeah, him, that guy. Um, so we'll see how that goes. All right, so two years away from being two years away versus Spruce. <laughs> still funny to me. <laughs> and after you're like, why don't you just be the Mike Dunleavies? Mike Dunleafies. Dunleafies. I'm sorry, Mike. You should have been the Dunleafies. Uh, anyways, nickname game. Let's do this. Nickname game. Your nickname for this round is Sticks. Sticks. Okay, I have a guess. Dan, are you good? I've got a guess, sure. Three, two, one. Michael Brandon Carter Ingram. Williams? Nope. Neither one is right. Okay. Crap. First hint, this power forward is on a new team this year. Power forward, new team this year. All right, I have my guess. Um, I don't Power have forward, one. center. Power forward, center, new team this year. Um, okay. Three, two, one. Serge Ibaka? Nope. Oh, shoot. Okay. His number is 13. Uh-oh. And he was an all-star in the 2013-2014 season. Oh, gosh. Um, 13? I don't like this, but I have He was one. also defensive player of the year that year. Oh, okay. I've got it now. I don't have it now. Ooh. I think I have it. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. I have it. Okay. Three. Oh, two, I got it. Yeah. One. Roy Hibbert. I was going to say Noah. Dan's right. Oh, it's joke. Oh, dang it. You're right. Number 13. Number 13 for the Knicks. Oh, crap. I feel bad now. All right. So, well, you Dan get the first pick. Goes yes. First. All right. Exactly we have a 24 second clock. We want to do these pretty quickly. Dan, kick us off. Go. Don't even get any time. Russell Westbrook yeah, won. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Um, I might as well just go. Uh, shoot. I don't even know. Like, because I know Wes, Russell Westbrook will be just like hogging a bunch of a bunch of the possessions. I'll just go James Harden. I don't care. All right. Am I up? Yeah. I'm going to go Durant. Shoot. Okay. I am going to go with the player I'm about to say, which is, dang it, I'm getting real upset. I hate this game now. Uh, Giannis. I will go Kyrie. That was a good pick. I'll go LeBron. Who would have thought LeBron would be our sixth pick? <laughs> I don't think he's going to play it that much. That's why I'm not putting him in there. Uh, I'm going to go Anthony Davis. Um, here's the thing. Speaking of people I don't think is going to play very much, I think it's going to be Anthony Davis. You know why? Because I think Boogie's going to go crazy. Nice one. Nice choice. Uh, I'm going to take John Wall next. Terrible decision. That was, that was a horrible choice. You shouldn't have taken him. Um, I 
this is very interesting. I'm so sorry. Um, what I'm thinking right now is I'm, I'm trying to keep it even between, you know, who I think will get the most minutes for the East versus the West who I think will get the most playing time, who will get the most possessions. I'm going to take Isaiah Thomas. I'm so sorry. Isaiah Thomas. And I'm going to go to Jimmy Butler next. Shoot. Oh, that was that was on my list. On my list. Uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> With Steph Curry is our 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12th pick. Yeah, I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. What, what did you miss? I'm gonna go. Man, what was your last pick? Oh, he took Jimmy Butts. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, followed by Demar Derozan. Oh, and then he took Demar Derozan after that. What was your last pick? I took Steph Curry. Aha. Uh-huh. And now, I'm gonna take Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry Hold is on. out. I'm like a pick behind here. Hold on. Do, we need to give Gyro some time. Are you okay. good? No. Dan's next pick, and then you can go. Demar and yes. then Kyle. Okay. We're set? Yeah, we just took the Toronto guys back to back. Hold on one sec. So uh, I have one, two, three, four point guards. And you have one, two, three point guards. Look at that. Uh, Just a lot. It's guard heavy. Guard heavy. As it should be. Absolutely. Especially in this game. How are we doing? You looking good? I'm looking good. Are you ready to keep moving, Dover? Yeah, we're good. We're good now. Okay, cool, cool. I'm going to go Clay Thompson next. Okay, I'm going to go Paul George. You know why? Because Paul George almost set the record for most points in an All-Star game, like, last year. He almost did. I think he wants to go for the record this year. And you know who kept him from that was Pop. Because essentially, at the end of the game, he's like, hey, Kawhi, go guard him. It's like, no, no, actually guard him. Not All-Star game, guard him. Like, play defense. Speaking of Kawhi... Oh, I'm taking him right now. Okay, of course. Kawhi so. Leonard. Alrighty. Sounds good, I guess. <laughs> Jerry, you got he took Kawhi Leonard? Yep. Bam. I think. No, no. You know what? Not enough big guy I love here. I'm going to go with a big guy. Going Marcus Saul. Marcus off the board. I think he's going to get a lot of assists. I think we'll see. He might lead bigs in assists in this game. I will follow suit and go with a big and go with Kevin Love. Because I said in our first discussion about this, that Kevin Love was going to be an all-star starter. Moved him down, but still glad that he is making another appearance in the all-star game. Kevin Love, picking him up. Good call. Good call. Uh, left on the board, we still have Kemba Walker, DeAndre Jordan, Paul Millsap, Gordon Hayward, and Draymond Green. Great. So we got... You're up, by the way. Yeah. We got a couple couple forwards, one point guard still, one center. You know what? I am going to take... See, here's the, here's the mess here. We have three West forwards left. And who, who do I think will get the most minutes? Oh, Draymond Green. Sorry. Dang it. So you're going to take Draymond. I shouldn't have. Perfect. I will take. I bet I knew who's going to be last. I bet I, I bet you're <laughs> I'm right. It down. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to go with Kemba. Yeah, I figured. 
Um, I'll take Gordon Hayward. Okay. Guy then, can get hot. Then I will take DeAndre. Yep. <laughs> and I get Paul Millsap. And you get Paul Millsap. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, I was, that's when I got down to like my final ten or so. I was like, Paul Millsap's going last. Even when I first started this, I was like, Paul Millsap's going last. Oh yeah. So I, I, was, I had I, my bottom three were the three I thought were going to go last. I thought it was going to be DeAndre, Gordon, and yeah, Paul Millsap. I had the same. Yeah. Um, now I went through and ran some numbers on this bad boy. Uh, I, I, I looked up per 36 minutes, um, for all three of these stats combined. Okay. And, um, the lowest two, which uh, surprised me a little bit because they're, you know, they're both really, really good players, but didn't surprise me when I realized they were both playing for the golden state warriors. Draymond green and clay Thompson are like the bottom two in these combined statistics per 36 basically because Draymond Green doesn't get nearly the points that every other all-star does and Clay Thompson gets next to no assists and few free throw or few rebounds just because he's always on the three-point line exactly Um, so yeah he's guarding a lot of wings um so that's kind of what happens over there um I'm gonna be honest I like your team a lot better than mine I really like my team a whole bunch yeah for, I mean, a second, for, a th- for a second, I think you're saying, I'm about to be Giannis instead of be honest, be Giannis. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be Giannis honest into Sekumpo and think that I'm I'm not going to win this one. I think, uh, let's, hey, hey, uh, Gyro, can you run down the teams just real quick to recap? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan, you have. What's, wait, wait, wait. What, say our team names. Oh, the Spruce Leafs. <laughs> nice. Which I typed in <laughs> Leafs. But it's okay. L E A F S. Yeah. Like the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> the Spruce Leafs have Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, John Wall, Jimmy Butts, DeMar DeRozan, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Love, Kemba Walker, and DeAndre Jordan. Oh. See, you have Jimmy Butler is a starter for the East, and you got him. With the your sixth pick, I think, or it's just about that, yeah, yeah, or or even later. So, man, okay, keep going. And Who do I have? two years away from being two years away, has James Harden, Giannis, LeBron James, Boogie Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, Steph Curry, Kyle Lowry, Paul George, Mark Gasol, Draymond Green, Gordon Hayward, and Paul Millsap. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven guys from the east, five from the west. That means you have the opposite. That's pretty even. Yeah, it's pretty even. Um, Should we go on record to say that if, um, knock on on wood, this is not a wood table. Do you have a a wood table near you? Can you knock? You have that chair. Knock on that wood. I got it. If any players should go down with injury, Whoever replaces the player that we had is who we get. Correct. So, like, they specifically say, like, oh, if I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say a specific player because as soon as it happens, and they go down. But like, so and so goes out, and Rudy Gobert is replacing them. Like, whoever had that first player gets Rudy Gobert. Correct. Okay. Yes. Cool. Awesome. On the record. Um, yeah, I think you're gonna throw me under the floorboards with this one, but. 
you know what? I, I think that happened last time, and I won the Rising Stars game. So we'll see how this goes. You're see right. It, see if it evens out. And I have um, Joakim Noah to thank for it. Darn it, Joakim Noah. Um, speaking of the Rising Stars game, actually, we're going to be doing a, a draft for the Rising Stars game as well, as well as talking about who we think should be competing in the other All-Star game events that happened that weekend. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. We'll give you the guys that we think should be playing for those games. That's going to be next week. We're going to be releasing that. That'll be episode 29. And uh, you'll see that later this week. It'll be a little shorter, a little more compact, but it'll have some all-star fun going along with it. But right now, we have to get to our favorite segment every week. I I hope you're ready for this, because I certainly am. Dan, what time is it? Well, it is my favorite. It is your favorite. It is the best time of the day. It is Keeping Up With Chris Dapps. My gosh. It's, I always think about that dunk because it was over Serge Ibaka. It was on a tip so dunk. It was good. amazing. So uh, speaking of Chris Dapp's dunks, my gosh. He, uh, he murdered he a man. He posterized Dwight Howard. Now, Chris Dapps has been struggling a little bit. There's been a lot of drama in New York. He's had some nicks in, you know, some injuries here and there. Uh, not really been playing super well over the last couple of weeks, but Chris Dapps just crushed a dunk on Dwight Howard uh, and he got hit in the face real hard and got thrown to the deck. And it was like, Oh my gosh, is Chris Dapps. Okay. But popped up. Cause he's Latvian. He's tough. He had cornrows and he was 16. You think that guy cares? He doesn't, <laughs> he dunks on people. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, now I feel like this would have been a lot cooler five years ago when Dwight was still a rim protector, but now he's still a rim protector. It's just not the same. He doesn't have the same um, bravado in the paint to kind of mm-hmm. keep people out, but still a Dwight, a dunk on Dwight, is kind of one of those like seminal moments for a young guy. I feel like he's probably grew up watching Dwight, hanging out with Dwight, or hanging out watching Dwight stuff, thinking, hey, if I got a dunk on that guy eventually, that would be incredible. I feel like this is one of those things that gets checked off of uh, Chris Dapp's bucket list. So that was Keeping Up with Chris Dapp's. Back to you, Chuck. Always love hearing about Chris Dapp's. End of the show now. We have our games. Now, we've already played our nickname game earlier, so we have a game for you guys. We're having a giveaway. Now, I don't know if you love this Tristan Thompson poster fathead, but we have another one. What? Yeah. And we're going to be giving it away to one of you. So here's what you got to do to get in. It's pretty simple. Two things. First, hit the little, it's somewhere around here, thumb up. I don't know which side it's on. This side. My producers is telling me this side. Thank you, Jaira. Uh, hit the right. thumb up and go follow us on Twitter. That's hack underscore uh underscore chat. You do those two things, you'll be entered in for a chance to win. It's going to be an amazing poster. It has a fat head that not only cuts out of Tristan Thompson, but also this little Thompson 13 forward. It's great. It's spectacular. It's really great. It, it really brings a room together, as you can see. Highly recommend you doing those things to help us out. Uh, while you're at it, hit subscribe on our iTunes podcast page and, and uh, this YouTube page. It's here somewhere. This one? Probably. Nailed it. Got him. Uh, but of course, like every week, we have to play our favorite game. And that is if it hits, I'm a genius. This is where we throw out our bold predictions from the NBA. And uh, man, if it hits... We look really smart. Dover's got one. 
I've gotten one. Dan, you're not there yet, but we still have one on the ropes for you. Last you. week, you predicted that Carmelo would be traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. Correct. And we haven't seen any movement yet, but we're going to keep on. We're going to keep, 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 keep an eye on this one until the, the trade deadline. The exciting thing with it is that the, the reports have come out that they are willing to make the deal without trading Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, or DeAndre Jordan, which I got really excited about when I saw that. So we it's, may have another genius on the show Hopefully sometime soon. It kind of sounds crazy. Yeah. But it also kind of sounds awesome. I, um, I have predicted that, or I did predict that the Warriors and the Rockets would combine for 103 attempts. Uh, they got to 73, which is a lot, but... They tried their darndest. Not quite. Uh, last week, Dover said that Zaza Pachulia would be named a starter, just thinking that the media... And, and and the the players would be like, oh, this will be hilarious. Let's yeah. just put Zaza yeah. in. Did not happen. Did not now, happen. if the the old fan vote was in place, he would have gotten it. Not the case. No. Uh, Dover is not a genius. This week, however, we have a whole new set of predictions to make. Dan, what do you got for me? So, uh, leading up to the All-Star game, um, Russell Westbrook plays at uh, the Washington Wizards, and he has been on a triple-double tear. He has uh -huh. just been going crazy all season. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm going to predict that in the, hey, I'm still really mad that I have not, was not named an All-Star starter, that he has a 50-point, 14-assist, 11-rebound triple-double against the Washington Wizards on the 13th of February. Uh, yes. Great. You got a yes. Okay. That felt like a Dover. That was like a Dover original. Where it's like, Yikes. Dover's cringing a little bit. He's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that he's, one. He's good, but <laughs> man. Now, he did have a 48-point triple-double order this year. So it's within the realm of possibility. Leave those 50-pointers to James Harden. Good point. He's had a couple of them this year. Um, I have uh, on Saturday, um, February 4th, the Boston Celtics are playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, Doc Rivers is continuing to get frustrated with his team. They're not playing quite how they want. I think this is the implosion game. Yeah. Um, I think that going back to Boston, yeah. it's just, just a lot of emotions. I think Doc gets tossed and the Celtics lose by at least 18 points. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm in. I think it's a good one. Bam. He's going to go like, crazy. He's going to lose it. And I believe it. And as everybody loves, it's time for Gyros. Yeah. If it hits, I'm a genius. And Gyro? you said that I have, uh, I am a genius once. You this are true. too. Yep. I'm going to go back to that crazy route. Uh -huh. Yes. The uh, workout that the Cavs had, mm -hmm. I think out of all of those people, they're going to pick up Kirk Heinrich. Ooh, interesting. All right. You're, you're pointing out Kirk Heinrich. Kirk, Kirk Heinrich. All right. Um, it is February 1st at 10 p.m. Just so everybody knows when that Kirk prediction Heinrich. was made, when that never happens, you know what time it was made. Yes. There you go. Exactly. I like it, Dover. <laughs> I'm All into right. it. Thumbs up. 
We'll keep our eyes out for all of those predictions. And while we're doing that, I think you should guys should head over to thegamehouse.com, H-A-U-S.com. They've been amazing. They have a ton of amazing content. Uh, I believe they're starting their uh, their polo uh, coverage this week, the collegiate polo on the Deep horses. Cut. On the horse. Oh, yeah, they cover everything. You know, everyone, I, this happened this week earlier, and somebody made a joke about underwater basket weaving. Why is that the quintessential funny random sport? No idea. First off, not a sport. Second off, how is it so universally known as the dumb sport? It doesn't it's, make sense. It, it, I don't you know, know how what? it happened. I don't either. I don't know how it's first. underwater it's basket first. weaving got to that level. I mean, it's like it's above lacrosse at this point. It's crazy. I feel like at this point it is a legitimate sport the way people are talking about it, it. must be we, we need to quit using it as the joke sport because this there is needs, real now there needs to be a new one anyways while you're doing that go ahead and check again check us out on twitter hack underscore uh underscore chat you can find our twitter there all of our info will be on there you follow that hit the like button over here on our video on youtube it's on youtube Subscribe to our YouTube channel, comment, all that cool stuff. That's amazing. Shout out to Kid Runner. Their stuff's on iTunes, Spotify. Check out Body Language. They're amazing. Uh, just go look at all of our stuff. Please just click yes that you like it, and then other people will know about it, and then we will get more attention and be able to do more things that you may like. Chuck. Easy enough. Yes, sir. Chuck. Uh-huh. Uh, first thing, yep. the new sport should be anti-gravity table building. Hmm. Instead of underwater basket weaving, yeah, think about that one. Yeah, okay. That could be, that could be the new. The obs- like that could that. be the, the new obscure sport. Okay. Uh, I'm on board. Also, I know we're kind of running late here, but we're getting around All Star time. No, I'm just gonna say no before you even ask. No, we. And I don't because we do have to know, do other stuff. Do you know who put their name on the map at the All Star game? Harold Miner. I thought you were gonna so, say Isaiah Ryder. I really thought you were gonna say Isaiah Ryder. Yeah. But he did. All right, we'll talk about Isaiah, Isaiah Ryder. You got it. We'll talk about him next week. Okay, well, Done. we can do that. Isaiah but Ryder. Can also, can we also fill in no. some Harold Miner talk? No, 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 no. No, we can't. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at least I'm compromising here. I'm not saying this time. I'm All right, we'll, when we get to the slam dunk contest, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. I'll take it. All right. Well, until then, I hope you travel safe. I hope you be good to one another. And above all, I hope you ball out. Thanks for coming.